Hello, hello, and hello again to all the people out there. Listen to the sound of my voice. We are the kings of the heart. My name is Tyreek Omari Walton. And as always, there's only one other person who can call, can be called a king of the heart. And that's my brother, Dr. John Hart. Dr. Hart, what is going on, my man? Oh, man, it's good to see you, brother. Appreciate you as always. It's always great to be in this space on yes. the mic and just... As we always like to say, you know, just really supporting and being there for the people. It's all about the people. Brother. It's all about the people. Just trying to educate you a little something. You know, we want to drop that relationship knowledge from a clinical standpoint. Yep. We ain't, we ain't yep. no rookies up in here. We ain't just talking nah. out the side of our neck. We are licensed clinical marriage and family therapists. We are practicing therapists. We see couples on a daily basis. Yep. And this is yep. where we get our knowledge from, from being in the trenches. All right, we're not just talking. Nope. We're actually yeah. seeing this. If we're doing the work, Dr. John's yeah. doing the work. Yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's, uh, it's go go go, go now, ahead, man. This, uh, the, 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 the topic today is going to be really good. Yeah, man. Because you know, the last couple episodes, even when we were doing the Cipher Three with uh, Miss Wiener Wise, we've right. been talking about creating a safer space for conversations within the relationship, and we know mm -hmm. people struggle with that. So for the past couple episodes, we've been getting into that. But one of the points that we were making during those episodes, during those conversations, was how being defensive can actually be one of the major causes of a space not feeling safe. And we felt like this is something that we need to explore a little bit more directly, spend a little bit more time talking about that sense of defensiveness. And so that's what we're talking about today. The corrosiveness of being defensive, how corrosive that action can be to to a relationship so that's what we're going to get into dr john i want to start off with a question for you sure just for our audience please for our listening audience please define what it means to be defensive when it comes to the way that we communicate and the the, the conversation that we have what does it actually mean to be defensive well um defensiveness in you know relationships is um, I will I will start off by saying it's it's pretty natural, right? Mm -hmm. right? It's a it's a response that we all have to really protect ourselves, right? So whenever I talk to clients about defensiveness, I say think, uh, think evolution, think mm -hmm. protection, right? We need a mechanism inside us to really guard against fear and okay. issues around safety, right? All of those things really do apply in relationships, even like when it comes to communication. Right. So remember in our last couple of uh, Kings of Heart episodes, we, we've been stressing a lot about like needs. And one of the needs that usually comes up is people want to feel safe. Yeah. Right. And so there are actual behaviors that would elicit um, safety. But then there's also behaviors that would elicit, um, you know, unsafe uh, reactions right. and defensiveness is one of them, right? Exactly. So, right. when I think about some of the top tier um, behaviors or reactions that elicit defensiveness, I'm not going to lie; my mind goes straight to uh, 
Gottman's four horse, you know, um, four horsemen of the apocalypse. Right. 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 Because those really, really get to it. Right. There's criticism. There's there's criticism. There's contempt. There's stonewalling. You know, there's like, you know, resentment, um, resentment. Right. Like, you know, those things really elicit a lot of defensiveness. Mm -hmm. Right. And and we've done those things one way or another. And Mm -hmm. what it does is that. Um, when we get defensive, we become guarded. Mm-hmm. We put we put our walls up, yeah. and we start to lead with negative reactions. So there's no space in the moment, at least in the moment during a conversation or a situation where people are actually being vulnerable. Yeah. You can't be defensive and vulnerable at the same time. Right. So we need to be mindful that both can't happen. And so, if vulnerability allows us, um, when we are feeling safe. And that safe space allows us to feel vulnerable and open and accepting and understanding and empathetic. What defensiveness does is it keeps our walls up. It yeah. it 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 throws off our thinking where irrational uh, um, uh, thinking patterns come up. Cognitive distortions mm-hmm. are, are prominent. Yeah, um, we're, we're leading with more secondary reactive emotions, so anger and frustration and annoyance, and those things um, create a whole aura. I'll use that word, a whole aura of defensiveness, right? So I usually break defensiveness down into there are thoughts involved, there are emotions involved, there are actually behaviors involved. So yeah. defensiveness could be you're interrupting people, it could be you're walking away, it could be you're yelling, you're cursing. Um, those, you know, it's an amalgamation of, uh, uh, or I'll, I'll say like a cluster of an experience that people go through. And it's usually the underpinning there is that it's not safe. Right. That's right. that's 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 yeah. the landing of the plan. It's not safe. People remember that you you're you're less likely to be defensive in a safe space, and that's what we've been talking about the last mm-hmm. couple of couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. So defensiveness is though it has this biological uh, component to it that protects us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if we keep experiencing those this defensive reaction um, in our relationships, what ends up happening is that becomes our go to most of the time. Yeah. And, and it becomes, it goes what I say, like um, haywire, right? So you, you, will, you will always lead with defensiveness, right? Right. right. So okay. remember, if like you you're primed for, like you're, you're primed just exactly. to be defensive, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and and all that means is that like the person has experienced far more unsafe spaces right. or, or communications where now future occurrences start to rise. And the, to use your word, they're actually primed for defensiveness mm-hmm. and not primed for openness and flexibility. Right. So that's how I've kind of talked about defensiveness. But yeah, very I mean, well how, said. How, yeah, I mean, how, how do you think about it, you know, uh, defensively? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm right in line with you, man. I mean, that was very well said. I like the way that you broke that down. And it's, it's in the word. You know, the definition yeah. is in the word defensiveness. What is defensiveness? What does it mean to defend, to protect? And so there's something that you're trying to protect. There's something within you that feels in danger when someone is expressing their own vulnerabilities. Because that's exactly what we're talking about. Right. Someone's looking for a safe space to communicate what they're experiencing. And you're right. responding or reacting in a defensive way. Well, why are you doing that? Well, obviously, right. there's something that you're trying to protect. There's something that feels like it's in harm's way Correct. when someone Correct. else is expressing how they're feeling. All right. Correct. So that's what it means to be defensive. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's so much that you said that's just like right on point. Um, <laughs> but when you think about that, that being vulnerable enough to be open, to be empathetic and understanding, you know, that means you have to feel safe as well. And I don't think people who describe their partners as being defensive and it's always um, reacting in a defensive way, they don't really understand that their partner also doesn't feel safe. 
That's the key point. point. They don't feel That's safe to point. be vulnerable enough to even be open to what you're saying. That's a good and point. so they, you know, yep. you just see somebody reacting with defensiveness. It's like, yo, you're not giving me space to feel safe. Well, they probably don't feel safe either, and may not have anything to do with you. Like Dr. John said, there could be a history, there could be a trauma that they experienced right. in their past that does not give them the the uh, the wherewithal to create a safe space for you because they feel in danger all the time. Right. You know, and so when you look at somebody who is def- responding in a defensive way, yeah, man, the Gottman stuff is right on point. That stonewalling, you know, yeah. um, that that resentment. We talked about gaslighting before. That's yeah. another major component of of how someone responds in a defensive way. It's you know, just point. trying to turn it back and, around on you. Right. You know, right. and Gas, so gaslighting. That's a good. That's a good one. And tying it from what we're saying, yeah, you're right. That's yeah. a that's a type of defensiveness that people are studying more and more now. Right. Because yeah. it's it's apparent. <laughs> you know, it happens mm-hmm. all the time. And mm-hmm. so it's it's important to recognize, like Dr. John said, because this, this brother, we know what he's talking about. <laughs> it's important to understand that this is a very natural occurrence it in is. relationships. You know, it's a it very is. natural occurrence. It's something that needs to be discussed. It's something like we're doing. It's something that needs to be um, um, practiced. You have to mm-hmm. practice not being defensive. You have to practice and, and recognize when you are actually in a safe space or where your defensiveness is creating an unsafe space for somebody else. Right. So it's something that you have to work through because it is such a natural thing. It is biological. You know, you mm-hmm. are trying to protect something. What is it that you're trying to protect? You know, is it your ego? Is it your sense of self-worth? Is it your, you know, um, I mean, is it so many different possibilities? And we're going to explore some of those things today. You know, so Dr. John, when we do talk about being defensive, when we you know, kind of break it down and, and see the different components of being defensive. Why? What is it that usually occurs with, within somebody that makes them become defensive? What are the causes of people becoming defensive? Yeah, I, you know, each of us have a, we have feelings. We also have, um, but we also have self-esteem. We have self-worth. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that comes up in which we protect ourselves while we get defensive is when we um, are under the impression that when someone is saying or doing something that threatens our self-worth, our self-esteem, our self-image, um, our self-image. Thank you. Yeah. That's a great one. That's another great one. Yeah, those three right there, you know, because I don't want to go super into the weeds, but if we were to just kind of keep it at those three, right, self-image, self-worth, self-esteem, mm-hmm. any, and I want to, I want to stress too, any real or perceived. The reason why I'm saying yes, perceived yes, is yes. because is because this is where um and I and we may go there later on in this episode. But the reason why I put perceived is I've had to work with clients around is is what you're hearing actual criticism or is it actually feedback? Right, right. And, right. and the reason why I bring that up is because I think some people have because of past there's family boards and stuff. There's like other things that have happened in their in their lives, even in the workplace where giving feedback was not done it was mm-hmm. probably criticism mm-hmm. and so there is a heightened level of sensitivity around um hearing uh you know people give you feedback mm-hmm. and again i'm not saying that that's the case all the time but i think in our relationships we bring that in and so uh the defensiveness the defensiveness comes in when people are are experiencing either a real or perceived threat around those three things their self-image their self-worth right um and their self-esteem and then what they do is is that 
they're going to react very negatively. Now, the dangerous implication of that is that, remember, defensiveness is very natural, where we as marriage and family therapists are always keeping our ears to the ground and listening for and working with couples is we don't want it to turn into a vicious cycle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's the cycle that could really cause things to go out of hand. Mm -hmm. And so a good example is like, you know, if you're just blaming, you know, the other person or you're just, you know, uh, criticizing or just like, you know, verbally attacking, Mm -hmm. it's going to create defensiveness in your partner. But then for this to be the go-to every single time, it becomes extremely destructive and corrosive to the point where brother Rika's right. That will also create defensiveness um, as an identity. Right. And, and, and you know what I mean? Like that actually becomes um, the identity for your interaction. It becomes an interaction of defensiveness. Both people are now geared. And sadly to say, you guys are like now in this boxing ring Mm -hmm. that's led by defensiveness. Mm -hmm. And that's how people end up on our couches sometimes is, is, is <laughs> yeah. they, 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 they have positioned their, their interactions to be dominated by defensiveness. And our job is to really lower that reactivity because mm-hmm. remember, it's not safe. Right. Right. When I think about the causes, what causes people to become defensive, one of the major things that, you know, people don't think about, or I guess they don't really discuss is the accountability factor. Right. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. there is this part that you're trying to defend the the self-worth, the self-esteem, um, the way that you see yourself. But there's another point where people don't really want to be accountable for the damage they may have caused or the hurt they may have caused for somebody else. So when we see a lot in session is someone getting defensive when their mate is expressing how their behavior impacted them, how yeah. they feel. So for your mate to say, when you did this particular thing, it hurt my feelings. It it felt disrespectful. I felt disappointed in what you did. Well, people don't want to accept accountability for that sometimes. They don't want to take on the responsibility of needing to do something different as not continue to causing that kind of pain or discomfort for somebody else. And so one of the reasons why people get defensive, one of the causes of defensiveness is that lack of accountability. I don't want to be accountable. So when Dr. John talked about this cycle that a couple can get into where you're in that boxing match where everyone's offensive, well, that may sometimes be caused by neither partner wanting to be accountable to the other person or accountable for their own behavior within that dynamic. And so what do you do in that situation? Well, you got to kind of look at yourself. Are you actually doing things that may be damaging your, your mate? That may be hurting yeah. your mate or disappointing your mate. Yeah, probably. That's a good point. Probably. And so when we, and we're going to get into this point later on, just in terms of becoming less defensive. But the first thing you have to recognize is that, yo, you are accountable. There are things you may be doing. And if it disrupts your sense of self because you think you're perfect, guess what? You're not perfect. Yeah, you're going, you're, you're going to do things sometimes. I don't even want to call it mistakes. You're going to display behaviors that are not going to bode well for other people. Yeah. And you have to check yourself yeah. on that. But people have yeah. a hard time doing that. They don't want to take that accountability. People hate, and we've talked about this before too, people have a really hard time dealing with guilt. And yeah. so if there's something yeah. that you may have done that made your, your mate experience something negative, then that may cause you to feel guilty. 
and you're trying to protect yourself against that feeling of guilt. So you get defensive. You don't want to be accountable. So I'm just going to deny that this happened or my role in it because I don't want to feel that guilt. I want to feel responsible for whatever I may have done to you. So let me just retreat and say, you know, well, you know, you talking about this is hurting my feelings. Nah, that's not the way that we do this. That's not the way that we do this. Right. Right. You know, and so a big part of this is that lack of accountability. That's why you get the point, you know? Yeah. And I, and I think, and, and, and both parties can be held accountable if it's done in the right way, you know, uh, both, can so. be, both, well, in the sense of if you think about being in a conversation with your partner, we need to be accountable for how we are showing up and how we are talking to them. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. so you don't, you know, even if you've been done wrong, ideally you have to find a healthy way to communicate that. Right. What, meaning right. You, you, you can't go, you can't go attack your partner. Yeah. That sense of aggressiveness. Right. Yeah. You right. can't. And then, and then feel, and then feel what's the word I'm looking for. Entitled for them. Yeah. To be yeah, empathetic like, towards you. Yeah. Yeah. To right. like really listen to you because mm-hmm. you're coming with an energy that is going to remember. It's also about fear. Fear right. is, is the underlying primary emotion for defensiveness yeah so even if you've been done wrong i usually have to tell folks there's a better way for you to have communicated that yeah, yeah. It, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't negate the content of what you are speaking but the way you handle that mm-hmm. you you elicited the defensiveness and right. that's what i mean by accountability at the same You're time right. to your point the person who has done their partner wrong you 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 need to be you need to be held accountable for what you've done and the goal is to not and and this is where the defensiveness gets really bad in therapy and i've had to like really check clients is um you're right if 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 your partner comes to you and says like hey you know something you did you know hurt me or blah 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 this isn't the time for litigation like mm-hmm. i find couples like <laughs> very they get very defensive quite quickly and they're trying to litigate the case yeah like to it to and that actually wastes a lot of time yeah it's v- and 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 dare i say it's, they get it's hung very, up on points right they get hung up on like certain is. points like you're not even hearing what the person's saying it you is. want to debate every single point that they're making and 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 all that is doing is is remember what I was talking about that vicious cycle. That's one of the ways that I've seen the cycle just come up. If someone goes right. to the partner and says, "Hey, I was hurt by something you did," well, it was da 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 da, and then it's just a bunch of defensiveness going back and mm-hmm. forth. Because remember, if you get defensive when your partner comes to you, that person's going to follow up with defensiveness because why they're going to say, "I wasn't hurt," right. so now I got to get aggressive or now I have to like. Right change the you know and and that's so unnecessary because a lot of the times we're telling couples in order to reduce defensiveness you need to slow down yeah yeah you really do need to slow because yeah. remember defensiveness is very quick oh yeah, yeah. again think it's, think it's, it's a reaction think, it's a reaction right think boxing right. it's a counter punch it's right. like i yes. see you coming out duck and then i got to like hit you and then let you know i'm not playing around right right so but that like, but that's that's if you perceive that you're already in a fight if Correct. you perceive that someone Correct. approaching you to discuss what's going on with them is a conflict, then yeah, you're gonna feel like you have the counterpunch. Yeah, yeah, seriously, and even and even and even so, and that's why again, it, 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 the defensiveness it it's really tricky because again, sometimes I I have had to work with uh, partners who they're thinking that well they needed to know what was going on and what they did. 
I mm-hmm. hear you. Right. What I'm saying is, is the way you went about it elicited defensiveness. Right. It didn't elicit openness and vulnerability. Right. And you, you know, like you, but people really do struggle with it. So yeah. when you said accountability, I just wanted to also kind of put it out there too, that like, you're absolutely right. And I also wanted to like put it on the person who's also um, sharing their concerns. Themselves. You you're also gonna have to be held accountable. It's a relationship. Yeah. You you can't go elicit defensiveness and then be like, why are you even reacting to me like that? Right. right. Look at the way you showed up. Yeah. And and to go back to the the previous point, just about the whole boxing idea, the whole boxing uh, metaphor. Again, you know, I think I just posted about this today too, that people get having a difficult conversation mixed up with being in a conflict, right? Yeah. And so yeah. if your perception is that. Every difficult conversation you have, every time someone brings something to you that's hard for you to hear is somebody um, attacking you, then you're Correct. always going to be in a defensive Correct. position, right? You're, you're not going to be open because it feels like you're being attacked when you're not, you know? Hard conversations are just hard conversations. They don't have to necessarily be a conflict. They don't necessarily have to be a, a confrontation. But that's how a lot of people take being approached with information that, again, makes them question their own sense of self-worth or self-esteem or self-view, right? The other point of that, too, going back to what you were saying about both people being accountable, you're so right. We have to recognize the way that we communicate our needs. right? And we've we've done podcasts on this, too, how to articulate your needs, how to be a better presenter of what's going on with you, what your feelings are, what your needs are, what your thoughts are. Because a lot of people can be very aggressive in doing that. Correct. You Correct. Know? And, and saying Correct. phrases like, I feel like. Well, if you say, I feel like, you're not actually saying a feeling. You're actually saying a thought or observation Correct. or opinion or right. criticism. Right. And so right. you're not communicating effectively, which can also cause your mate to be defensive. So if we're talking about causes of being defensive, like you said, it's the way that you're articulating what your thoughts and feelings are. So right. if you're being aggressive or even if you're being passive aggressive, you have passive aggressive behavior. Of course, your mate's going to get defensive because, again, if it, it's the appearance of being threatened. That's what aggressive behavior shows. So it's a matter of learning as the, as the person who is presenting the information to be more assertive. You can be direct, Correct. but I make sure that. that you're actually articulating the feeling, but being careful to not intentionally or even unintentionally set the other person off. You don't want to trigger them with your approach. You yeah, know, so you have point. to be... Um, take care in the way that you're communicating your feelings. That can be one step to help people, someone else from getting too defensive. But that's a major cause of it. Look, mm-hmm. you're coming at me yelling about something. I, yeah, I feel like I need to defend myself. I'm not yeah. even hearing what you're saying at this point. I'm caught up with the presentation. I'm caught up with the tone, yep. which is another thing we have to address in session all the time. It's yep. the tone. And it's so funny because on one side, you're telling somebody, okay, you really need to watch your tone, you know, and, and try and communicate this in a more um, assertive and effective way. Where then you're talking to the person who's on the receiving end and telling them, look, don't get too caught up in the tone. All right, just try and listen to what they're saying. I yeah. understand the tone can be a little abrasive. It can be a little rough. Right. But don't, right. don't let that distract you from what they're actually trying to communicate. So we're talking to both people, trying to make them accountable That's for the way point. that they're approaching this conversation. That's true. You know, that's definitely true. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And 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 again, the the 
I mean, like we we we've already like listed a couple of like interesting things that really do main both create and maintain a vicious cycle. I think the tone thing like is really overlooked and how it can really um, maintain defensiveness. Like people yeah. really get worked up in it. And I'm not gonna lie, you're absolutely right. Like I've I've had to tell some clients, not all, but like I I, I found that like some clients are just so hyper focused on the tone mm-hmm. that that's all they're focused on. And I'm like, can't hear nothing else. I'm like, that's hard. I'm not saying that. And and I know Brother Reek and I are not saying that like tone doesn't matter. But you're making it a hundred percent of this listening experience. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. They're right. making it like a hundred percent. Where right. it's like, well, I can't hear them when they talk like this or whatever. Well, you know, no one's saying that you have to endure that. What we're saying is, is that, um, and 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 you know, Sister Wino is always talking about this. You have to. That's why you have to work on your own internal uh, processes. You got to mm-hmm. work on your own emotional regulation. You have to work on. Um, increasing your emotional resources mm-hmm. to not endure abuse or anything like that. That's right. not what we're suggesting, but there needs to be a level of resilience during difficult conversations. Yes, knowing, yes, 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 knowing, yes, yes, yes. Knowing that it is inherently going to come with some unpleasant aesthetics mm-hmm. and scenery and all of that stuff. Yeah. But you can't make it the whole picture, you, right. you you know. And again, and you're more than welcome. I tell folks, you're more than welcome to interrupt your partner and just say like, "Hey, you know, just real quick, like, you know, yo, calm down, time. man, calm down." Like, yeah, you know what I mean. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's like, but you gotta like let people know. But it can't be the whole pie. Where I've right. seen people get stuck is they get they get in they maintain defensiveness because they're like the tone, the tone, the tone, yeah. and they and they usually don't even get through the conversation at all, at, at all. all. At all. at all because it, for them it's almost like you're crossing a boundary it feels disrespectful in the way that you're yeah. talking to me and that's what they get caught up in you're, it's, it's a disrespectful tone I also have to make the difference between and I don't want to get too sidetracked on this but I, I want to make this point real quick you want to make a difference between being um, aggressive and being passionate in someone's tone Yeah. okay so uh, sometimes people are just really worked up they're really excited there's a lot that they're they're trying to get out and it's not necessarily aggression. It's passion. And I tell people that about black folks all the time, especially black men. We can be very, very passionate in our exp- expression. I mean, listen to us. Shoot, yeah. I see Dr. John all the time. Very uh, passionate. Yeah, yeah, but it's not yeah. always frustration. It's misread as being frustration or anger or aggression. No, it's passion. It's passion. Yeah. And so, you know, so you also have to recognize the difference of, you know, is this person being very passionate in their expression or are they being aggressive? And people will sometimes define them or um, interpret them as being the same kind of behavior. And now right. you're getting caught up in that as opposed to hearing what the person has to say, thus making you feel defensive. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's part of the process that you have to go through, internal process you have to go through in order to determine what's actually happening right now. Are they being intentionally hurtful in their presentation? Are they being intentionally aggressive? Or are they just very passionate about this particular topic and just want to make sure that they're being heard? You know, yeah. that you have to kind of let your guard down a little bit and, and, and suppress those triggers and allow just a space for that person to communicate with the saying, even if it does rub you the wrong way. Like Dr. John said, be more resilient in that moment. And after they've expressed themselves, as you're addressing what it is they're saying, also address the tone and how that is, yeah. you know, triggering or disruptive for you. You know, that's that's what you have to do. Um, yeah. Dr. John, when you think about 
defensive behaviors. What does that look like? You know, you mentioned the the four horsemen. You you know, break that down a little bit more. And you know, what are some ways that people are actually? Because some people may not know, they may not even recognize that they are being defensive. But what are some ways that people actually demonstrate defensiveness within these interactions? Right. So 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 um, so some signs. I had a client yesterday who was breaking down. You know, signs and symptoms. There. Medical doctor couple, mm-hmm. um, very mm-hmm. brilliant. But so, so you know, before even like you know, jump into the um, four four horsemen. You know, I, I've seen common signs of defensiveness to be like you know, you're blaming. It's a lot of blame. Um, you know, blaming the other person for you know what they're criticizing you for. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. you, you're accusing, right? Mm-hmm. Accusations always bring defensiveness. Yes, yeah. always, always, yeah. always. Yeah. Try, um, I think to your earlier point, justifying your actions, you know, that always gets people. Um, that's always like another sign of defensiveness. Bringing up the past, mm-hmm. um, that will definitely bring defensiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, not listening, I think, is a go-to <laughs> when people feel like they're not being listened to. Uh-huh. Man, do things really go left? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, re- I not not that I haven't noticed this throughout my career, but I've also realized this tied to the previous point. Um when people are making excuses or the perception that they're making excuses, like that's another mm-hmm. sign of like, you know, defensiveness, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and I think the other thing is I just remember, uh, you know, just experiences growing up. Another sign of defensiveness is also just telling, telling other people how they should and should not feel. Oh, I think God. It's yeah, like a it's really, a yeah. it's a really, really crazy behavior to like damaging behavior. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think that's I think that's that's the word. It's definitely damaging because mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, you it's offensive. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's the other word that, mm-hmm. that, that comes to my mind. Like it's it's super so, go ahead. I'm gonna say not disagreeing. It's, it's it's offensive, it's invalidating. It's the whole point. It's invalidating. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, right. And then and then and then you know, to your point about the four horsemen, right? So this criticism, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's criticizing your partner is just not going to end well it's going right. to create defensiveness so you're going to be complaining you're going to be criticizing them so right. criticism is one of them and, and we're talking about criticism of what they're saying the, to you right? right so again when we're talking about being defensive we're talking about it from the standpoint of your mate trying to communicate a, a particular idea thought feeling with you you're criticizing of their thoughts of their feelings is what we're talking about here yeah Yep, exactly. Um, there's contempt, right? That's another mm-hmm. one, and that's just pretty much like you responding to what you're hearing with like disrespect. You're mm-hmm. mocking them. You're laughing. Yeah. You're sarcastic. And I see this a lot in session. You know, people are calling names and mimicking. Um, you know, so contempt mm-hmm. is a big one. Mm-hmm. You know, of course. Uh, you know, defense defensiveness as as a as a general theme is is um another one for the apocalypse, and it's. You know, you just you just get you just get defensive, and it's just never yeah, stonewall, uh, right? Right, right, right. It's like so. So you're gonna stonewall. You're gonna question. You're gonna have these defensive posturing, mm-hmm. like all of that stuff. And you're not gonna respond at all, right? You're just gonna right. you're gonna stonewall. You're just not gonna respond at all. You're just gonna not even hear what they're right, saying or, right. or respond to what they're saying at all. Right, right. Yeah. And 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 the main the main thing about the stonewalling is like you are intentionally withdrawing. Yeah. Like you're you yes. are intentionally yes. removing yourself. Yes, that's from important it. to be said. And and it's much different. Remember, guys, stonewalling is much different than just um 
I, I need a break. Mm-hmm. You are intentionally like, no, nah, I don't want to hear this. I'm going to walk away. Right. Yeah, that's, a, or, that's or, a very or, defensive or behavior. It's very defensive behavior. So those, so those are some like common signs and stuff that like I've seen, and I've had to talk to clients to identify about. Mm-hmm. Hey, like these, these are some signs of defensiveness that you're showing or you're experiencing from your partner. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I also want to add the the whole again, again going back to the gaslighting. You know, yeah, being able yeah. to you know, try and make someone else seem crazy for thinking or feeling what they are. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I'm going to duck and dodge everything you say. And put it back on you. Like, nah, it really didn't happen that way. Nah, you're just seeing things. Nah, you know, you're straight denial mode or or deflection. And that's like your way of, again, not taking accountability. You want to put it back on the other person. And right. so I'm going to, everything that you say, I have an excuse for. Or I can relate back to something that you did, you know. And, or it's really about, you know, your perception of things aren't right. Right. And right. that's one of the reasons why, when we talk about proper communication within a relationship, being able to articulate not just your perspective, but what you're actually feeling, how you experience things, because people can actually debate your perspective. They can't debate your feeling, you know? Right. And so one of the things that people who are um, getting very defensive in these conversations, they're trying to deny everything. They don't yeah, want to hear the feeling point. or the perception or anything. You want You want to break through. And so that that action of, you know, kind of turning your back or um, shaking your head when somebody's talking or, um, you know, rolling your eyes, those are all defensive behaviors that relay what you're actually feeling. You're yep. trying to deny those those negative comments, those criticisms, those feelings. You're trying to deny them placement within your own sense of self. Right. Yeah. So it's, yep. it's constant yep. deflection. It's constant deflection. Nope, that's not me. Nope, I didn't do that. You know, nope, you're wrong for that. Well, you should have thought of that. All those kind of behaviors keep playing into the way that you're um, defending yourself. You know, again, we're being defensive. We're trying to protect. And that's the thing that people see. And so as the person who is um, articulating our, our thoughts and our feelings, when you see that begin to happen, you got to call that out. Yeah. You know, again, I'm trying to look for a safe space to communicate how I'm feeling. The way that you're making me feel unsafe is by these behaviors. Every time you deflect something that I say, I don't feel safe and be able to communicate with you because I don't believe you're going to hear me anyway. So I'm doing this wow. for no reason at all. You know, right. so I have to be able to call out what you're actually doing. So the reason why we're even saying what some of these defensive behaviors and, and statements are is so as a person who's trying to communicate, you recognize them and you can call them out. You know, yeah, and not point. call them out in a way that makes them more defensive, but to let them know, yo, this is how you're not making the safe, uh, safe space for me. The yeah. things that you're doing right now is making this a very unsafe space and I can't properly communicate what I feel. Now, yeah. what usually happens is the person who's really defensive doesn't want to hear it anyway. So they're probably happy right. with that, you know, right. but in order to have a healthier relationship and better communication, you have to be able to hear each other. You have to set that defensiveness aside. Absolutely agree. So, so Dr. John, as we wrap this up, what are some ways that people can actually reduce their own sense of defensiveness within these these interactions in their their relationships? How can you become less defensive? Yeah. So, um, I had a conversation with a client about this probably like a few weeks ago, and some of the things that came into my mind, and I think not only applied to that client, but I think to all of us is 
Um, we need to we need to continue to work on our self esteem. We got to keep building it, right? I think it's just uh, you know I mentioned self image, self esteem, uh, self worth. Like those are really really important. You know, people who you know people who tend to score high on those particular measures aren't as rattled right. during high conflict during right. moderate conflict right. um difficult conversations grounded, yeah they're very grounded in who they are and, yeah. and and how they operate so i would say build build on your self-esteem yes um, um that was that was one thing i mentioned i think i'll be honest uh, i even told the client they need to learn effective communication skills so mm-hmm. they need to do some reading they need, we need to work on it here in therapy yeah. they also need i also had to like tell someone to go take trainings on effective communication i did yeah. i mean yeah. i mean like let's be real we have all these resources and opportunities out here let's use it yeah but i also think like just uh, going to counseling and just oh, i gotta be honest man and i gotta name this is also dealing with any other like mental health issues that may be mm, present. I think it's okay. going to be very critical like for the nar- defense. Like narcissism or yeah, man, yeah, like narcissism, borderline, borderline. yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Like I mean, like there's there's some people who are walking around undiagnosed with some really serious ways, and so um and 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 the person I was speaking to, you know, um, they fall into one of those categories. So mm-hmm. I, I, I just had to name it because I, I do yeah, think right. like, I know we, I know we say therapy, 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 but uh, you know, the other things that I mentioned is really helpful. Like go to, go to therapy and work on your self-esteem, go to therapy and, and explore any underlying potentially underlying yeah, mental yeah. health issues. Um, take trainings on effective communication skills. Um, you know, so those are the few things that I think are very practical that like people can do and should do because it will help dealing with defensiveness that tends to come up in like high conflict, high stress, yeah. moderate conflict, moderate stress situations. So those are some of my like recommendations mm-hmm. that I've made to clients. Yeah. I think, you know, kind of going back to the, the idea that, you know, in high conflict con- situations that you need to be more grounded and, and more self-assured so that you're not, you're not questioning yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you recognize, yeah, you can be confident. Hey, this is not necessarily a, a reflection of who I am, but just a situation that occurred that I played a role right. in. You know, right. I think a lot of times when people get defensive, they're getting defensive because it's almost as if they're being they believe they're being defined by whatever this this issue is. And right. no, it's not a, a complete reflection, a complete picture of who you are. It's just this situation in this moment where you did this thing. And that's OK. That doesn't mean the person's going to love you any less or want to be with you any less. They just want you to understand that this thing occurred, you played a role in it, and, you know, they want you to be accountable for it. That's it. Nope. You know, so nope. so get away from the idea that this is a, a absolutism, that it's a it's you in totality, that you are a bad person for this thing to happen. Right. You right. Know? So you right. have to recognize that. I think as well, what happens is when people get defensive, they are trying to run from something. You know, they're trying to run from someone else's truth and you can't, you know, you have to make yourself available for that. When we talk about communication proper communication, effective communication as a listener, we always talk about approaching a conversation with empathy, that you're actually right. trying to understand where the person's coming from, not running from the responsibility of it, but actually running to it just opening yourself up, be empathetic, be compassionate. So practice those two things. Again, empathy is the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes and see things from their perspective. You don't have to agree with it, 
but right. just being able to understand their perspective and then the sense of compassion where you're not being judgmental while you are trying to be present and available for somebody else, where you're trying to demonstrate that care for somebody else. You have to yep. practice those two principles and that will allow that sense of defensiveness to be, you know, tucked away because you are actually opening up the space for the other person. Right. right? right. So as you practice those more, along with being more um, confident, you know, it'll be easier for you to hear what the other person's saying. And then mm-hmm. kind of going back to points that we made earlier, you have to distinguish between two things. One, distinguish between having a difficult conversation and a conflict. All right. If it's, if it's just a difficult conversation, the sense of defensiveness that you're experiencing probably isn't necessary. And again, we're, you're experiencing it on a scale. You're not just 10, you know, at a 10 for defensiveness all the time. You experience it on a scale. Well, if it's a very low conflict conversation, if it's just a, a difficult conversation you're having, there's really not a need to be too defensive. So recognize that. So distinguish between being in a in a in a conflict or confrontational conversation and um, being just in a, in a difficult conversation. The other point too is, um, are you actually being attacked? You know, how what is your perception of what's happening in this moment? And right. and being able to recognize that this isn't an attack. This isn't someone trying to take your head off. This isn't someone trying to injure you or hurt you in this conversation. They're simply trying to just express themselves. You're you're responding or reacting in a way as if the person is literally trying to attack you, trying to do harm. They're not trying to do harm. So you have to challenge your own perspective of what's happening in that moment. The 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 tone that you get so caught up in. Right. Yo, that is not an attack. Yo, they may just be very passionate in that moment. This isn't an attack. They're not coming for you. Right. They are simply just trying to communicate how they are experiencing something that happened between the two of you. That's it. It's not an attack. So don't respond as if it's an attack. Don't respond like you're in a boxing match. No, there's yeah. nothing to debate here. Just listen. Learn to yeah. listen. It may be hard to hear in the way that the person is presenting it. But you have to sift through that in order to get to what the main message is. That's not to say that you don't communicate with them later on or after they get done talking and letting them know, hey, that was a very harsh way. I felt that you brought that up. But the point is for you to understand exactly what it is that they're trying to bring to you. That's all I'm trying to say. So, so yeah. So well said, bro. Well said. Hey, man. I mean, there's so much to it and we see it so often. It's such a major unhealthy part of these relationship dynamics that we do with on a daily basis we're constantly working with people to become less defensive and more open to hearing what they're made of saying so this is something that we're dr john and i are very very passionate about if you couldn't tell by this conversation yeah i know right exactly (laughs) so dr john please give the people some of your noble truths about the corrosiveness of being defensive yeah i think i think we i think we listed a few and you know the most important one is um be let's let's interact with a lot of empathy and compassion mm-hmm. um, as much as possible right especially and let me say especially during high conflict high yeah. stressful situations yeah i think that's where our empathy and compassion need to really be high i think we should also like i said be working on our self-esteem no matter what that journey looks like i think you have to because that lowers defensiveness yeah you know, like I said, like people are far more grounded around who they are and how they perceive themselves are not as emotionally rattled mm-hmm. to be reactive during these kinds of sensitive or 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 
difficult conversations. And also, lastly, you know, um, not to again overlook it, it's like you know, uh, if it's if it's too extreme, mm-hmm. I'd say go to go to counseling or go to <laughs> yeah. therapy because yeah. there may be some underlying pervasive issue going on there. Right. So I think those would be my noble truths. Yeah, I'm with you 100 percent on those, man. And I think. You know, for my noble truths, one is recognizing the overarching point of this whole conversation. When you are being defensive, you are creating an unsafe space for someone else to communicate how they're feeling, what their experiences were, what their thoughts are. The reason why we're having this conversation is for you to reduce the amount of defensiveness you're feeling so that you can create a safer space, a safer emotional space for someone to communicate with you what their experiences are. All right. So that's the first thing. My second one is, and I got to agree with Dr. John on this. You have to, when, you, when you're struggling with being defensive, you, you might want to seek out that therapy. You know, Dr. John broke it down very well. There are a number of things that may be going on with you that are contributing to you feeling defensive that you may not be able to work out on your own. Some of them may be clinical issues. Some of them may just be emotional issues, but you may not be able to work, work them out on your own. Sit down with a therapist, figure out what's going, with, going on with you that's causing you to be so defensive so that you can actually begin to heal and move things in a different direction with your mate. And then that's my last point too. As long as you are being defensive, the conversation can never move forward. As long as you're being defensive and you're not taking account and accountability for the your contribution to whatever may be causing uh, some kind of emotional disruption for your mate, you will not find any kind of closure or consensus or what's the word I'm looking for um, when you actually solve a problem. You know, you're not going to find any of that unless you get away from being defensive. As long as you're being defensive, the problem itself will never be solved. So one of the reasons why you want to become less offensive and hear your mate and make that that space for them to feel safe to communicate what's going on is so that you can actually resolve whatever issue is going on. That's resolution is can only come when you stop being so defensive. Yeah. That's what I got. For you. Well said. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So. So those are the things that we figured that you might need to know when it comes to being defensive and how to approach things differently dr john tell the people also what they need to know in order to find out more about you yeah um come check us out at kings and see what we have going on uh we have a really really great year ahead of us and so we're excited you know come um check out you know the relationship counseling center of maryland that's rcc maryland spelled out.com um, and also, you know, check out all social media platforms, John Hart, Dr. John Hart, all over the place. Mm-hmm. And check out a lot of great criminal reform work. You know, I'm involved in with the Beer Institute of Justice. So, yeah, busy, 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 but all fun stuff for the people, man. Definitely. So can't Definitely. complain. You know, what about yeah. you, brother? Where can we find you? Of course, you can find me at kingsoftheheart.com. You can also find me on all social media platforms as Tyreek Omari or Tyreek Omari Walton, as well as go to my website, tyreekomarywalton.com, and all the other ones. You can They're all linked together, so it's easy to find. <laughs> um, and like Dr. John said, we are out here. We are busy, but we are bringing the best of what we have, the, our knowledge, our, our passion to the people because this is what we're healers. <laughs> we are trying to help heal people. So make sure you keep an eye out for us. We are out there. I'm going to talk to Dr. John because I want to start giving people homework. 
I want to make sure that oh, no. who are when yeah. they're when they're listening to us that they're taking something away and doing something with it and then bringing it back if they can. So we we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna add some stuff. You know we're gonna add some stuff to the kings of the heart to make sure that you're getting the most out of this as you can. All right. But anyway, it's been another great day for us. We love being here with you guys. We hope you got a lot out of this, and we look forward to seeing you guys again. So till then, peace. Peace. <laughs>